A life well lived is a successful exercise in controlled chaos. This phrase, which I um, threaded out because I no longer tweet or X or whatever it's called now, is the balance of my thinking for the summer. I can attribute this aha moment to two emails that recently happened to coexist in my inbox. The first email was an invitation to attend the 80th birthday celebration for my main doctoral dissertation advisor at Georgia Tech. This was both a happy email and a most worrying one, as I clearly remember, clearly remember as if it was last week that as a graduate student, I attended my professor's 50th birthday celebration. The second email pertained to ongoing conversations around the tri-university budget ask for fiscal year 24 that we will soon present to the executive and legislative branches. This was both a happy email and a most worrying one. I'm just kidding, it was just worrying. <laughs> From the first, I could only think about how my professor had managed to live such a successful and impactful life. From the second, I could only think about how chaotic the world around us is, not just from a political standpoint, but rather from a living life in all its messy dimensions standpoint. The world around us is so chaotic, it's mind-boggling. We all even made it here today. In fact, I almost ran over two of our colleagues just driving into this parking lot. I apologize, I know who you are. I looked the other way, so perhaps you couldn't recognize me. <laughs> but I will fess up at the end, because I see we, I'm, I'm not looking at you, but you're here. <laughs> so today, as we seek to domesticate the chaos around us, as we launch another chapter in our university's storied history, we will use our time together to, one, reflect on the legacy of leadership of our most noble institution, two, celebrate the accomplishments of the year that was, and three, challenge ourselves to organize and prioritize our work in the undoubtedly chaotic year that will be, so as to accelerate the realization of our vision, which simply stated is to become the nation's preeminent engine of opportunity, vehicle of economic mobility, and driver of social impact by delivering equitable post-secondary value to the people of Arizona and beyond. So, let's kick off this morning by honoring the memory of two leaders who did much to set a strong foundation of access and affordability and nurture the ethos that we share as a university around student-centeredness and student success. We will start with our first presidency led by A.N. Taylor a presidency that reminds us that expanding access is not a passive pursuit, but rather an active one requiring the determined dedication of all who seek to fulfill the promise of higher education. As recounted by Platt Klein in his book, Mountain Campus, the story of Northern Arizona University, as principal or president of the new school, A.N. Taylor's most pressing and important problem was to find students. So Taylor arranged to have the old scout and pioneer. I love the language. We need some scouts and pioneers now. 
Al Doyle, who knew everybody and was a strong supporter of the school, guide him about and introduce him to prospective students and parents. Board members Dutton, Pollock, and McClintock also traveled around talking to youngsters and parents and handing out copies of leaflets. Tuition was $20 per year, payable $5 per quarter. The fee would be waived, except for $5 per year, which all must pay, for those signing a declaration that they would teach in Arizona upon finishing their program. The Arizona Teachers Academy in its beginnings. The leaflet Taylor and others, including Taylor's own family, they were out recruiting as well, were distributing by mail and hand in Northern Arizona communities is what Klein suggests could be considered the school's first catalog, although it listed no courses, dwelt strongly on the area's natural beauty, salubrious climate, community facilities, including electric lights, <laughs> elaborate stores, enterprising businessmen, numerous churches and scholarly pastors, dignified professional men, and unexcelled public school system. Now, Taylor did not meet his enrollment target of 50 students. The inaugural class came in at 23. Yet, this accomplishment was much celebrated. Indeed, according to a recounting of a school celebration 30 years after it occurred, the secretary of the board felt the need to clarify that the event was memorable not only for why it was convened in the first place, but also because minors were in attendance, quote, it was one of the first dry dinners ever publicly served in Arizona. <laughs> it's now been nearly 124 years since the school opened its doors with 23 students and started to control the chaos around it by introducing the virtues of alcohol-free events to the rather than chaotic territory of Arizona. <laughs> Today at 28,000 plus students, we can surely state that the access mission established during our first presidency has been instrumental in our ability to broaden participation while elevating the excellence of our academic, scholarly, and community programs. Now, what Taylor did for access during his tenure from 1899 to 1909, J. Lawrence Walkup did for success from the first days of his presidency in 1957 through the last days in 1979. According to Klein, from the beginning, President Walkup expressed that our institution's aim was to serve the individual needs of the students, prepare them for well-paying jobs, and encourage them to develop and broaden their values and interests, all within a friendly learning environment. This vision was fleshed out and memorialized in 1961. It was actually cast in bronze and mounted in the front of the administration building. After President Walkup charged our faculty with developing a credo for the institution, the credo read as follows. To be educated is to become more human. Recognizing this principle, we dedicate ourselves to maintain the highest standards of professional proficiency in an atmosphere of scholarship and friendliness. An atmosphere of scholarship and friendliness. 
We feel that within and without the classroom, the line of communication between student and faculty must be kept open and that the individuality of the student must be preserved. And it was upon acting on this vision that our university nurtured its reputation to this day as a university known for its emphasis on undergraduate instruction and the welfare of the student. Unlike other institutions of the era, our university closely monitored dropout rates, went the extra mile to provide a nurturing learning environment with a rich set of activities in support of campus life, recruited faculty who shared the understanding that students had to be at the center of all academic activities and sought to differentiate itself from our sister institutions in the state in terms of academic offerings, culture of care, and social impact. And so it is gratifying to know that when today we talk about expanding access and broadening participation and preparing our students for careers of consequence and lives of purpose, we are boldly and bravely honoring our university's legacy of leadership in student-centered education for all who seek to meet their full potential. With this historical perspective in mind, let's now turn our attention to the year that was. And as all who have been along for the ride know, year 123 was yet another banner year in our university's history. So, what was so special about the year that was? It is a difficult question to answer within the limited time available to us, particularly if one is interested in capturing the full spectrum of our university's multifaceted work. In the end, I decided to simply share a handful of our accomplishments this past year under each of the seven strategic priority areas described in our NAU 2025 strategic roadmap. In fact, later today, you will receive a copy of the first annual report of the University Strategic Planning Advisory Board, which provides a fuller accounting of our actions this year in meeting the vision of elevating excellence. Now, even though I'm going to present a handful of our accomplishments, it is a long list. So I will need uh, your help to keep things moving. So we'll do a special That's NAU call out or call back as we launch into each of the seven strategic priority areas. For example, if I say, this year, we flaunted our beauty. You say, that's NAU. I'll start each section with this here and give you a hand signal to hopefully keep you in your responses in sync. Okay? Let's try it. This year, we flaunted our beauty. Okay, great. Let's go. <laughs> this year, we elevated academic excellence. We extended our reach and elevated our impact through the expansion of our healthcare-related programs across the state of Arizona. We launched the 100% Career Ready Initiative that infuses career-oriented learning and supports into every aspect of a student's journey. We gained traction in implementing our innovative and impactful revised general studies program. We expanded support for undergraduate research and creative activities throughout the university. We deployed wide-ranging efforts to grow, develop, and recognize our faculty through tenure and teaching track recruitments and promotions, highlighted by an exceptional new class of faculty joining us this week 
to contribute to NAU's mission. Any new faculty in the house? Big round of applause, welcome. We elevated and recognized faculty as regents, professors, presidents, distinguished teaching fellows, and college teachers of the year for their exemplary work in the areas of student success, teaching excellence, impactful service, and engaged scholarship. We elevated the work of our teacher scholars who are instructing students in person and online through the exceptional work of our teaching and learning center. We garnered positive reviews and secured reaffirmation for several of our programs with specialized accreditations and we launched several new academic programs across locations and modalities, including new programming and facilities at NAU Yuma in partnership with AWC. This year, we reveled in student success. We created a new team of student development coordinators to augment support for a successful start for our incoming students. We implemented the Access to Excellence, A2E, and A2E for Native American students tuition-free scholarship programs that go into effect with this year's entering class, and we're seeing impressive results. We continue to support the excellent work of our Jackson Track program, which helps students who have stopped out to come back to NAU and complete their degrees. We launched the Meaningful Engagement Network program thanks to an Elevating Excellence Grant. We bolstered our outreach efforts to students and their families in a culturally responsive manner through our recently launched Family Access Communication Transition and Support FACTS program. We launched the JaxCare 24-7 telehealth program last fall to ensure the mental health needs of our community are adequately met. We deployed Scholarship Universe, a one-stop portal for our students to get access to the scholarships they deserve. We relocated the care center into its own larger space, meeting our students' basic needs head-on with responsive and essential services. We expanded our proven co-curricular supplemental instruction programs to benefit more students. We accelerated our efforts to increase the number of zero-cost textbooks in our academic courses. We launched the Universal Admissions Program with community college partners and developed a five-year strategic plan for the Arizona Attainment Alliance to strengthen the statewide post-secondary ecosystem with a seamless pathway to attainment from Arizona's community colleges to NAU. This year, we redoubled our commitment to indigenous peoples. We secured $10 million in support from the Mellon Foundation and MAU Foundation to propel the Seven Generation Signatures Initiative, a multifaceted initiative that includes support for the development of OER materials to support our general studies curriculum, all the way to the expansion of our community's engagement with indigenous knowledges. We launched and expanded the Indigenous Peoples Living and Learning Community. We launched a new Indigenous Pathway to a PhD in the STEM Age program. We re-energized our Native American advisory board through recruitment and new bylaws that enhance our meaningful connections to tribal leaders. And just this last week, our very own Anne-Marie Chischilly, Vice President of Native American Initiatives, was recognized as one of Arizona's most influential women. This year, we generated impactful scholarship. We secured several multi-million dollar grants. Two examples. The Center for Health Equity Research received 21 million to continue promoting health equity in the American Southwest, plus six million for community health representative training in indigenous communities. And the Arizona Wildlife Initiative received a $5 million governor's grant to advance wildfire research. We were represented 
by NAU researchers in NASA's breathtaking DART mission, we celebrated five faculty recognized with NSF Career Awards. We secured ABER community and research grants to address issues ranging from windblown dust and valley fever, remediation of contaminated water, wildfire, and land management strategies, and more. We honored Regents professors from SBS and SAFINS whose lifetime achievements embody our university's commitment to excellence. We presented an impressive range of cultural events in the arts, highlighted by concerts at our kids' school of music throughout the academic year and the duration of the summer, enriching our university and Flagstaff community. And again, as this is well worth repeating, we infused the teacher-scholar model across our work in the recruitment, retention, promotion, and development of our faculty. Being student-centric and an exceptional scholar are far from being mutually exclusive pursuits. And I am so pleased to see this connection between teaching and scholarship born out every day. In, yes. In fact, I'm still trying to figure out how it's going to come to happen, but I am fully committed. In fact, I'll be joining the community more fully this spring as a faculty member teaching EE 110, Introduction to Digital Logic for our first year electrical engineering majors. I'm doing the, uh, the, the Canvas LMS trainings. <laughs> They're good. <laughs> this year, we supported our mission-driven, diverse faculty and staff. We continue to invest in our new NAU workplace policies and practices geared toward making NAU one of the best higher ed places to work in the country. The expansion of True Blue Summer Fridays, anyone? Yeah. <laughs> We increased compensation for, our, for all full-time employees, increased the minimum compensation for student employees and hourly staff, and expanded important benefits like paid family leave for those who choose to invest their time, talent, and energy on behalf of NAU's mission. We continue to integrate our staff's voice into university-wide discussions by ensuring their representation in deliberative and advisory bodies such as the University Advisory Board, the University Budget Advisory Committee, and the University Strategic Advisory Board, among others. We hired a Vice President for Inclusive Excellence, Dr. Justin Mallet, and Vice President for Advancement, Link Lovecco, both of whom have truly hit the ground running and are partnering with many units across our university to advance our inclusive pursuit of excellence and enhance our culture of philanthropy. This year, we strengthen our engagement with the community. We opened the doors of the long-awaited Early Learning and Development Center this spring. We invested in organizations and individuals who are mutually engaged in meaningful work for our Flagstaff community. We offered a rich summer of community-focused activity, including summer camps for all ages and interests, cultural events, including concerts and lectures, and much more. We engaged our community as thought partners in the ongoing planning and prioritization work related to our physical master plan, including the demolition of the Mandarin buffet and pawn shop in advance of the semester. And a personal favorite, we welcomed hundreds of students from FUSD middle schools to NAU Day, a wonderful moment of controlled chaos 
As excited local children got to cultivate and explore their college-going aspirations right here in their own backyard at NAU. Thanks to Rima for championing this project and Anik and so many other colleagues for making it happen. One more left. There's, the next strategic plan should have three, not seven <laughs> pillars. And finally, this year, we stewarded our resources to great effect. We shattered. We shattered our fundraising record of $21 million achieved in fiscal year 2022. How much did we raise in fiscal year 2023? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> A breathtaking 53 million, 2.5 times more than our previous record. We nurtured our university to its best financial health ever. Our healthy financial position is evident across all metrics of revenues, expenses, debt capacity, and days of cash on hand. We put our money where our mouth is regarding our 2030 climate goals. We appointed the university's first ever chief sustainability officer, launched the university sustainability advisory board, and launched several strategic initiatives backed by a green seed investment fund. We strengthened our university's cybersecurity, upgraded our classrooms and workspaces with the latest technology, and deployed a new LMS to enhance our teaching and learning environments. And finally, we kept our facilities beautiful and safe. While the memory is fading a bit with the beautiful summer we've had, we must give a shout out to the incredible, incredible facilities teams for their work year round, but especially this winter in the harsh, record-breaking snow conditions for all they did to keep our campus open, safe, and on track. So there you have it, an impressive record of accomplishment and just a sample of our work. Those who understand that in higher ed, transformational change is achieved not through big bang levels of disruption, but through the sum of many well-choreographed incremental reforms, see that what we're doing is nothing short of remarkable. Indeed, just one year after we collectively crafted a vision of becoming a national leader in the, deliverable, in the delivery of equitable post-secondary value, Bill Gates, the world's top philanthropist, wrote, I don't give commencement speeches often, but I'm excited to be giving one at NAU because something remarkable and all too rare is happening in Flagstaff. The school is redefining the value of a college degree. Indeed we are. And we're so confident in our ability to deliver equitable post-secondary value to the people of Arizona and beyond that over the last several months, a talented group of our colleagues reflected on our strategic context and developed a bold access and attainment three-year planning framework designed to allow all members of our university community to do their part so that by 2035, NAU will award high-value credentials to over 100,000 people. You will hear more about RAISE, the Realizing Attainment Impact Through Strategic Enrollment Plan, in the coming weeks, and I expect you will be impressed and inspired into supporting one or more of the resulting efforts. For now, let's just give ourselves a strong round of applause for an incredible academic year that we've just had.
in speaking about the year that will be, I could talk about myriad impactful upcoming initiatives that will do much to elevate our reputation, advance our mission, and crystallize our vision. But I will resist the urge to talk about the universe of initiatives on the horizon and instead steer your attention to a priority for the year that I would classify as first among equals, academic momentum. The notion of academic momentum is shaped by myriad studies which suggest that the likelihood of a full-time student earning a degree in a timely manner is significantly shaped by the number of units they attempt and accrue or earn during their freshman year and beyond. In the context of post-secondary value, academic momentum is especially important as the ability of a student to recoup the costs of their education, including foregone salary while they are studying, is heightened the shorter the time is to degree. As such, focusing on academic momentum is focusing on how we can encourage more future lumberjacks to enroll in and earn college credit while in high school. <laughs> I have an incoming call through my hearing aids. Rima, can you turn off the phone? Oh, it's Walgreens. <laughs> I've lost my academic momentum. <laughs> let, me, let me backtrack a little bit. As such, focusing on academic momentum is focusing on how we can encourage more future lumberjacks to enroll in and earn college credit while in high school, enroll and accrue at least 30 units per year, strategically using the winter and summer terms as needed, and engaging high impact practices to not only increase their chances to graduate, but also position themselves well for post-college life. Indeed, our data show that the average retention rate of student cohorts who earned at least 30 student credit hours in their first year is 30.3% higher than students who did not. That is, Students who earn at least 30 units in their first year, which includes summer and winter terms, are 30% more likely to enroll in their second year than those who do not. And so it is that for this year, I challenge us as a necessary step toward awarding high-value credentials to over 100,000 people by the year 2035 to increase the number of students earning at least 30 units per year by at least 10 percentage points in the next three years. To meet this challenge, we must believe in our students' potential and prioritize our efforts in service to their success. We must look for opportunities to streamline our curriculum and redesign our courses. We must ensure there are sufficient courses, sufficient course offerings to accommodate student demand. We must strengthen our advising efforts. We must better target our financial aid. We must reimagine our co-curricular programs. We must nurture more inclusive learning environments. We must beautify the spaces in which we work and learn. We must meet our students' basic needs. We must treat every single student with courtesy and respect. We must not lose any opportunity to express in words and practice our support for each and every one of our students. And yes, we must commit to a high level of engagement to leverage what our students value most about NAU. Remember President Walkup and the faculty of the time talking about 
an atmosphere of scholarship and friendliness. Because these interactions and relationships with faculty and staff that extend beyond formal meetings and class sessions are instrumental to maintaining our students engaged and motivated towards the future. Finally, and this is important, we must maintain and express our high expectations of our students because we want them to execute at a high level, be well positioned for what lies ahead in their lives, and let the world know of the world-class education afforded to them by NAU. The good news is that based on my experience, we have the talent, the will, and the know-how needed to succeed. We can get our students to develop that academic momentum that will propel them to those careers of consequence and lives of purpose that we want for them. It's the least we can do given that they have entrusted in us their future by choosing NAU. Here's one case in point from which I draw confidence in our ability to deliver in addition to the fact that I've been here for a little bit more, more over two years now and know what we all can accomplish together. When I served as president of Lehman College of the City University of New York, we launched an effort to produce 90,000 high quality degrees and credentials with market value by the year 2030, twice the number projected at the time. We called it 90 by 30. In 2019, just two years after launching 90 by 30, the percentage of students who earned more than 30 credits in their first year increased by 10 percentage points. The retention rate outpaced the average of other CUNY colleges by almost 10 points. And an analysis by the Urban Institute and the New York Times determined that Lima's graduation rate was nine percentage points higher than would have been expected. The number of degrees and certificates awarded increased by 12%, exceeding the growth rate required at the time to meet the 90 by 30 challenge. So yes, I know that when a campus community such as ours is mobilized and engaged in the work, there's no grand challenge that cannot be met. In the next few weeks, we will communicate an overall plan on how together we will organize, resource, and pace our work to make this our 124th year, the year of academic momentum. In the meantime, I hope you feel as bullish as I do about our ability to control the chaos around us, even as we seek to fuel the academic momentum needed to meet our grand challenge of 100,000 NAU graduates with high-value degrees by the year 2035. In closing, we have much to celebrate in the year that was and much to look forward to in the year that will be. The challenges we face may seem daunting at times, but we will draw on our university's legacy of leadership and our own determined dedication as we seek to meet them head on in our 124th academic year, regardless of the chaotic reality of the times we live. So in my mind, only one question remains, and that is, are we ready? Are we ready? Yes. One more time. <laughs> we got to beef up the refreshments and the breakfast for next year. Are we ready? Yes. Well then, on the count of three, give me a go, Jacks, to get us well on our way. One, two, three. Go, Jacks! Here's to a phenomenal academic year. I am so proud to be a Lumberjack. Thank you. <laughs>